You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio, 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and of course where they are now so what is happening y'all i hope everybody has been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal first week of january so far uh happy new year to everyone listening right now I hope that uh, you did have enough time to enjoy the holidays with, uh, first and foremost, yourself. I feel like it is incredibly underrated how important it is for you to take time out of your days, even though you, you do have time off. And yes, it's nice always to meet up with friends and family and loved ones. But I also feel like it's important for us to spend some time with ourselves and you know meditate self-reflect do self-care all that important stuff um so i really hope that a lot of you listening right now did have enough time to attend to self-care and did have enough time to just kind of like hang out with yourself and uh, enjoy some alone time with yourself as well but i also hope that um you feel very much refreshed and ready to start a brand new year. I don't know about you guys, but uh, right before New Year's, I just had this really good gut feeling as the, the countdown was going on. I was just like, I don't know what it is, but I have a feeling that 2023 is going to be that year that we're going to look back on and say, you know what? 2023 was a freaking good year. And so many good things happened. And, you know, we had a lot of accomplishments and everything went really well. Uh, that's the type of gut feeling that I had anyways. And I really do wonder if you guys felt the same way or maybe it was because, you know, leaving from a year that we just finished being 2022 and you know um it, it is in hindsight you know we look at everything all the ups and downs and the good and the bad and we reflect back on it and we say you know what yeah it was it was a, it was a good year but it still had a lot of challenges embedded within it so i guess that's another feeling that we might have just saying our farewell to a relatively difficult year and entering a brand new one. And just naturally, we we have hope that this one is going to be a good one. But I don't know what it is. My intuition was just saying 2023 is going to be that amazing year. So I really hope that uh, it brings about a lot of good vibes and positivity prosperity and success to all of you guys out there tko nation i hope that it is a good year for us as well uh here doing tko for y'all uh we do have i'm not gonna announce it just yet but i do have some interesting plans on the way for this new year that I might reveal in the upcoming weeks, but as of right now, it's a little bit hush-hush because, um, yeah, it's kind of confidential right now. But, uh, yeah, just just trust that it is going to be some good stuff on the way for TKO this year. 
And yeah, man, I'm just so excited to start the new year with you guys. Actually, as I'm recording this episode, it is officially the first day back to work. Although on a side note, I have to say that as a grad student, haha, uh, I have been going in for the past two days and, uh, you know, it, it's not going to hit me as hard going back to work, kind of like the first day back to work kind of thing. But uh, I do have nighttime experiments that I have to do this whole week. And so because of that, I will not be home until 10-ish at night. And um, I will not be able to pre-record TKO in the evenings for you guys. So I just thought to myself today, I said, hey, you know what? I feel like today, this morning could be a proper time for me to sit down and do TKO, stress-free, worry-free, energy being kind of like at good levels, me sitting here sipping on my coffee, just giving you guys some updates on combat sports, etc., etc., before I head over to the lab for a almost 12-hour work shift. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like with TKO, hopefully it's going to, you know, just uh, inject me with that extra energy that I need so that I can go on about my day and um, just get through all the challenges, you know. Anywho, enough about me. And uh, yeah, so I hope everybody has a phenomenal year. And uh, I'm really sorry if you are feeling groggy today going back to work. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to take us all a good few days to get adjusted to the to the work schedule and like our, our wake and sleep schedule as well. I don't know about y'all. Uh, but I loved to sleep in the times that I had off during the holidays. Um, and so going back to a regular or like a more regular wake sleep cycle, is a little bit difficult, especially because it's so dark out sometimes when you wake up. Um, but I'm just going to say as a circadian scientist, yes, it sucks right now and it feels like it's impossible to do, but, um, trust your physiology, trust your circadian rhythms because you will entrain to this new, um, uh, wake sleep schedule in no time. In a matter of few days, you will be used to it. No issues, no problems whatsoever. So just be patient with yourself and be patient with your body and you'll get there eventually. All right, so <laughs> today, um, as we're recording this episode, the first episode of the year, we actually, <laughs> so no events have taken place yet in the world of combat sports. It's just so early in the year and we haven't had any fights yet. We do not have a fight coming up for this upcoming weekend. And you know what? Yesterday, I was just sitting at my desk having my lunch. And um, I was having lunch with my good friend, uh, Julia. Shout out to Julia. I, I told her I was going to give her a shout out today. Um, and I was like, you know what? I don't know what to talk about on TKO because I feel like, you know, nothing's really happened. So I don't know which fights to talk about, which fights not to talk about. And my friend Julia, who is indeed a um, <laughs> diehard fan of TKO, she told me, hey, why don't you talk about the fights that are like the big fights and the big fight cards that are supposed to happen 
this uh, year, the ones that have been announced anyways. And I said, Julia, you are a genius. Uh, I might have to promote you to <laughs> co-host or like maybe like co-producer of TKO. Um, but yeah, shout out to her for suggesting that as uh, pretty much the main topic of today's show. And I feel like it is a very fitting topic because um, if you go online and you look at some of the events that have been announced so far for 2023, so we have a lot of good titles here. Um, we don't have a lot going on, I'm not going to lie, because we don't really have uh, any fight cards announced uh, after February 18th, the February 18th fight card which is a UFC fight night. Um, but we do have a really, really interesting one coming up. Actually, we have two interesting ones that are coming up. And uh, we're going to be talking about them today. I'm just going to give you guys a heads up, kind of like, you know, we started the year and I really want to tell you guys about these fights early on so that you can mark, it, mark them down in your calendar and don't forget about them. Um... But yeah, I'm personally really excited for these fights. Um, and yeah, let's get started talking about them and breaking them down. And not too much detail, but just enough so that we're all hyped up and still anticipating these fights. So now without further ado, let's get started. Okay, I'm so excited. So um, we will be kickstarting the year with a UFC fight night, which is happening not this weekend, but the weekend after uh, between Imanov and Gasolum. So that fight is going to be that whole fight card is going to be pretty interesting. Kelvin Gasolum, um, we haven't seen fight in a hot minute. Um, and that kind of makes sense because you know, Kelvin Gastelum, he switched uh, weight divisions a lot. And uh, now that he has finally settled in the middleweight division, he is currently the number 13 contender in this weight division. And he's going to be fighting off against uh, Nasruddin Imanov. Okay, I hope that I didn't butcher his name. But um, Imanov is actually, believe it or not, he is currently more active. He has been more active in the UFC roster compared to Kelvin Gastelum. Um, and, you know, I'm not I'm not saying that as a shot towards Kelvin Gastelum, but just saying that um, Imanov probably will come in more fresh in this fight as opposed to Kelvin Gastelum. Kelvin Gastelum is indeed a veteran, though, um, in the UFC. He's been fighting in the UFC for a while. Um but to, I mean, in my opinion, to match him up against someone like Imanov, I feel like Imanov is just so much more ready to to fight fights as opposed to Kelvin Gastelum. I feel like, especially because Kelvin Gastelum has not fought in a while, it's going to be a little bit problematic to him with the ring rust and whatnot. But nonetheless, that is going to be our first uh, UFC event of the year. It's going to be pretty exciting, though. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but that is going to be the headliner of that UFC Fight Night card. And as of now, they haven't really announced who's going to be on the preliminary cards or the undercard of this Imanov and Gasolum card. But I'll definitely keep you guys updated once they do announce it. 
The next event that is very exciting and I'm sure a lot of MMA fans are actually pretty much looking forward to is the next and I guess the first UFC pay-per-view event of 2023, UFC 283, which uh, we were told about uh, this past year, very recently actually. Uh, very close to New Year's, uh, we were told that uh, Glover Teixeira was going to be fighting off against Jamal Hill. Glover Teixeira, uh, the guy who was the former light heavyweight champion of the UFC, he was originally supposed to fight off against Jerry Prochaska. And uh, Prochaska was the champion at the time after having defeated Glover Teixeira himself. Uh, in a title fight. So after Prochaska uh, became the champion, unfortunately, he was unable to defend his title since, uh, from the moment that he won the title for himself. And because he sustained an injury that um, required him to undergo a, a surgical procedure and the recovery time w- was going to be relatively long, the UFC kind of asked uh, Prochaska to relinquish his title so he did, and the light heavyweight title was up for grabs. And then what happened was that we had um, a title fight very recently between uh, Magomed Ankalaev and the other former champion at the light uh, heavyweight division, Jan Blokovich. So these two guys fought, and... It was a very close fight, and we've already discussed this on the show. It was a very, very close fight to the extent that it was actually declared a draw. So even though the light heavyweight title was up for grabs in that fight, nobody really won it because it was a draw. And the UFC somehow, interestingly enough, was not interested in rerunning that fight. And they said that the next fight for the title was actually going to be between Glover Teixeira and Jamal Hill, which caught everybody by by surprise. But you know what? This fight itself is also going to be a very interesting one to watch. Um, Glover Teixeira, he is currently the number two ranked contender in the light heavyweight division. And Jamal Hill, he has proven himself over and over through recent competitions. He is currently ranked the number seven contender in this weight division. I feel like uh, Glover Teixeira is going to be a very good challenge for him. And that, you know, number one, he is a true veteran of the sport. And yes, he is a former champion. And he uh, always comes into the octagon with a lot of, with, with the whole um, for the lack of better terms, like a whole um, a bag of expertise. <laughs> and um, he pretty much can do whatever he wants in the fights because he's just so well-rounded in so many aspects of mixed martial arts. And Jamal Hill, um, he is, uh, in this case, the younger and the and the more fresh guy. He um, is very active in the octagon usually, and he likes to keep his fights uh, kind of like on 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 his feet he wants to uh, mainly strike and uh, because of that this fight is going to be very exciting to watch because uh, we don't really know how Glover Teixeira is going to be responding to that type of uh, style coming towards him 
So for all those reasons, this fight is going to be a very, very, very exciting one to watch. Um, and who knows? We might have a new champion at light heavyweight or we might not have a champion at all. Similar to that Ankalaev and Blakovich uh, situation that we had before New Year's. Hopefully not. I just it sucks that this has to be kept in limbo. But um, yeah, there was a time that the light heavyweight division used to be the mo one of the most exciting and the most dynamic divisions out there in the UFC. And I feel like there's been a little bit of a dormancy recently, which is, I mean, it's understandable. Not everything has to be super dynamic at all times. But uh, yeah, it, you, you know that there's so many talented fighters in this weight division. And, you know, as a fan, naturally, you just kind of mash them up against each other in your head. And you're like, oh, I wish the matchmakers would actually make this dream fight uh, because it really makes sense and it will really excite the fans. But sometimes they just want to do what makes sense, um, I guess, statistically or like in their rankings and whatnot or whatever behind the scenes stuff is going on. We don't really know that. So they have ultimately decided to come up with this Glover Teixeira and Jamal Hill fight, which is still nonetheless going to be very, very exciting to watch. But not only that, for this fight card... Uh, we are going to be having we're going to be having a very interesting co-main event as well. We're going to be having the fourth match between Davison Figueredo and Brandon Moreno. Um, and I personally uh, did not believe that these two guys were going to be fighting off against each other for the fourth time until I was having a conversation with my father because that's what we do in our hustle. We just sit down and we either talk science or we talk about uh, sports. And uh, my dad told me that, yes, it is actually going to be the fourth time that they're going to be fighting off against one another. Um, and, uh, you know, this this is just one of those things that you need to see um, uh, how it's going to go. And then you just have to kind of get it out of your system because both guys are just so top tier, both Brandon Moreno and Davison Figueredo. Both guys are so top tier. And um, you really want to see who's going to settle the dispute because both guys have had, uh, you know, amazing performances against one another. And they, they're the type of fighters. I don't know what you would call them, honestly. And I hate to misuse like the wrong term here, but um, it feels like the MMA gods kind of built these guys for the mere purpose of facing off against one another so that they give all those amazing fights that they have thus far including a fourth one which I haven't really come across a lot in the world of combat sports but usually when you do see fighters fight against each other this many times you already know there's some substance in place and uh it's just that exciting. It's probably going to end up in the UFC Hall of Fame. Either either the fighters or the fight, one of the fights or more than one fight uh, itself. So you already know how exciting this fight is going to be, uh, going to be between Davis and Figueredo and Brandon Moreno, especially because Figueredo, um, he was a champion and then he lost the championship belt and then he became the champion again. Such a hardworking guy, such a hardworking guy. And Brandon Moreno, um, 
yes, he is an amazing fighter, but also just see him in interviews outside the octagon and such a down-to-earth guy and just such interesting characters that we're dealing with here. And, um, you know, that, that just... You, you already know from what you have witnessed before in their previous fights that the fights... That this particular fight also itself is going to be one that is going to go down in history because of everything that's happened thus far and also because of uh, the, the background of these fighters themselves. So that's another one to look forward to. Um, I'm just looking here. There's a lot more fights that have uh, been announced to be on this fight card. I'm just going to name some here. So Jessica Andrade, the former flyweight champion, uh, or excuse me, the, 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 fe- uh, not the featherweight, the strawweight champion is actually fighting at the flyweight uh, division against Lauren Murphy, which is going to be an exciting fight. We're also going to be having... Uh, Neil Magny fight against Gilbert Burns, uh, the former title can, uh, challenger in the welterweight division. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, this fight is also going to be pretty interesting. Both guys have uh, similar background and experience in the UFC. And so you already know this also can be one of those big fights that is probably going to get the, the bonus for the fight of the night or something. Ah, so many other big names that I see here. Uh, But you know what? I'm just going to leave them until uh, fight week so that we can sit down and thoroughly break down those fights. Uh, But before we run out of time, there's another fight card that I really want to just kind of uh, give advance notice of uh, because it is going to be incredibly exciting. And um, it's just... We have been looking forward to this for a good half year, if not longer. Uh, Which fight am I talking about? I'm talking about UFC 284, which is going to be headlined by a phenomenal uh, lightweight championship bout between (laughs) Islam Makachev and Alexander Volkanovsky. So Islam Makachev, we all know what happened with him. He became the new lightweight champion of the UFC. And feels like at this point, he has already gone through so many of his uh, challenges already in the lightweight division. And because of his calling out of Alexander Volkanovsky and Volkanovsky pretty much reciprocating that call out, the UFC decided to actually match up these two guys against each other and have Alexander Volkanovsky, who is the featherweight champion of the UFC, step up a weight division and fight Islam at lightweight for the title. So this is going to be interesting. Why is it going to be interesting? So <laughs> Alexander Volkanovsky, as an athlete, he has competed in heavier weight divisions. Uh, he originally started in rugby, professional rugby. When he was playing rugby, he was weighing around 200-something pounds, which is, you know, it's out of our belief system, kind of, because Volkanovski right now, he is fighting at 145 pounds, which is so much less. And, uh, you know, since his transition to MMA, he is he has not been that heavy anymore and in fact this is the first time that uh, Alexander Volkanovsky 
is going to be fighting off at this weight division, the 155 pound weight division. And I really do wonder if it's going to make a difference in his performance because Volkanovski, usually when we do see him at 145 during the weigh-ins, we see that he is very much shredded and he looks so ready to go. Um, And yes, the lightweight division is only 10 pounds heavier, but I wonder for that, if for him to still be shredded and muscular at 155 pounds, I wonder what sort of training he is doing so that uh, he doesn't um, slow down, even though he has to bulk up ultimately. I wonder what sort of training he's doing so that he doesn't slow down in fights and doesn't have that extra weight. I guess, a weight on him, if that makes sense, because that's something that Volkanovsky does not want in any shape or form, because we know Alexander Volkanovsky as the guy who's just so fast and super dynamic on his feet and loves to control the fight in the octagon and is constantly active throughout the whole length of the fight, throughout the whole 25 uh, minutes of the fight. So if that is going to be something that's going to be negatively impacting Alexander Volkanovsky, then it's no bueno. (laughs) So I really hope that him and his team have uh, sought out solutions to uh, work on that because that's going to be very important in this case. For Islam, you know, he recently became the champion. uh, And this is his home weight division if that makes sense so he has been fighting in this weight division for as long as i can remember anyways in the in the ufc this is like he he's just there to defend his throne if that makes sense um so i feel like there's a lot of uh, at the same time though i i do have to admit there is a lot of pressure on islam makachev in this case because if he loses people are going to say Volkanovsky wasn't even in this weight division and he was the one who was facing disadvantages you know because he's not fighting at his natural weight division he's the one who stepped up in weight division and had to alter a bunch of things for his fight and he still won this fight so you know there's just more pressure in that sense on um, Islam Makachev but at the same time things are going to be kind of easy i i want to use this word with caution like i want to say things are easier for islam makachev in this case but you know you 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 feel me like it's it's not easy like fighting an mma fight is anything but easy but in this case i feel like islam has more advantages over alexander volkanovsky um but (laughs) because of how uh advertised this this fight has been so far and all the things that and I, I, I don't mean this in a negative way, but honestly, think about it. There are so many things that can go wrong in this fight and uh, things that we didn't he, we, we wouldn't really expect to happen in this fight. Those are the exact reasons why this fight is going to be very exciting to watch. And uh, we need to just, you know, whatever we're doing, we just have to cancel them and sit down and watch this fight because it can honestly go either way. We all know that Islam is the young talent and, you know, we really want to see him succeed in this weight division. But also, Alexander Volkanovsky is just that guy. If he didn't have that X factor in him, the UFC would never really ask him to move up a weight division to fight for the championship belt of this heavier weight division that he has never even before fought at. 
So you already know what's up. You already know what is up. Um, but um, this fight is going to be happening on February 11th. So we're about a month and a bit, um, you know, away from this fight. But I'm looking at this fight card as well. And there's so many other fights that are listed here that I would love to talk about more. But I think it would just be appropriate to wait until the the fight weeks until I, I give you guys a more thorough breakdown of the fights that are listed here. But nonetheless, I really wanted to give you guys the heads up for some of the exciting events that uh, we have coming up ahead in 2023. What a way to start the year. I hope that uh, you all made a note in your calendars to actually sit down and watch these fights whenever they're supposed to happen. Um, and once again, I hope that everybody has a great start to their new year. I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to be having for this week, y'all. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. You can also go to Spotify and Apple Podcasts to download our episodes. And until next time, it's your girl, Jonan, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>